are back. It is Iron Sight Gaming. This is our podcast. Doing another episode. Nate, we made it to episode two. Woohoo! Can't believe it. <laughs> we had a great show. We are going to be talking about, of course, what we're playing, as always. We have a ton of news to cover this week. We're going to talk about our thoughts on the Nintendo Switch and the future of that console. And then I will finish things off with a review of Neo. Nate, what you been playing? Well, just like last week, I've still been playing Ark. Okay, what is it about Ark? Like, what do you what do you do in this game? For those who haven't played Ark before, what is the main purpose of this? It's a survival game. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> You're naked, stranded, freezing, starving, absolutely in the dark, on an island. And you're ugly. And you're ugly. <laughs> Man, they gotta fix those. <laughs> yeah, they gotta. Okay, keep, keep going. <laughs> Which actually comes in the update. Nice. About time. Yeah, facial hair and hair growth. Oh, you love that yeah, one. Yeah, <laughs> love it. And big old beard. <laughs> Anyways, so the point of arc is you're basically just stranded there, and you have no idea what you're doing. You just have to go and collect resources, and eventually tame dinosaurs, and That's... basically be the the conqueror of the island. So you can choose to work together with different tribes. You can form tribes. You can form allies, alliances. Sorry, with other tribes. Right. Or you can just do it solo. Solo is really hard because that game is very uh, grindy. Grindy, yeah. A lot of grinding going on, yeah. <laughs> so, I have to say, it's it's just for me, it's like it's got everything in it you need. You got crafting, so you can build almost, you know, within certain limitations, you can build basically anything you want. Right. However you want it, <clears throat> you can tame dinosaurs. So that's already cool. Like, dinosaurs <laughs> in a game is freaking cool. Absolutely. Let alone taming them. So you actually get to ride some of them. Some of them have these massive um, saddles that you can build freaking bases on. And that's just the dinosaurs. We haven't even gotten into the underwater world. Like, there's just, there's too much, man. There's, you know, if you get on the right server, people create all sorts of different role-playing things. So you can have, <clears throat> you can have, like, big battle arenas or people will fight for certain things, or it's just, the game's options are endless. It's, that's why I keep going back to it. It's just, there's everything you'd want in a game is pretty much thrown in there. But there is no story, right? So, I guess that is one thing that's missing. Okay, <laughs> there is no story. There is, I guess, an end game, which you have to summon three different bosses and defeat them, and then collect all the artifacts hidden throughout the map. So if there was to be an end of the game, that would be it. Like, All right, cool. that, that to say you don't beat the game once you get that. Yeah. You're just, you're officially a badass. Yeah, okay, so it's not like just saving the princess at the end of it all. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> what else are you playing? So, again, I, I got a good few hours, or <laughs> a couple days of Doom in, which is, of course, again, same thing as last week, but I'm now Prestige 4 in multiplayer. It's a bit of time. And I'm freaking determined, man, because once you get Prestige 11, which is max Prestige, you get to play as the Doom guy. Oh, cool. And he looks like a freaking badass, man. <laughs> and then whenever you see that in multiplayer, it's like, okay, this guy's good. Yeah. And that's what I'm striving for. <laughs> nice. Anything else? Uh, well, uh, I played Ghost Recon yeah, this you past and I hooked weekend. Up. Yeah, you and I hooked up in the beta that was going on from Ubisoft with the Ghost Recon Wildlands. Oh, man. That was that was cool, man. That was very cool. I a lot, there was a lot of skepticism going around this game, right? Yeah, I, I was guilty for it. I, the E3 trailer, when I saw somebody break it down for me, it was like, ah, not so, uh, not so captivated. But after playing it, man, 
the co-opness, the open world, it's huge. Can't it's so big. It is so big. I'm almost terrified at how big it really <laughs> yeah. is. There are so many spaces and open world. Like you get in, when you jumped into GTA V, that's an open world. You look at that compared to Ghost Recon and the Wildlands, that is a whole open freaking planet. This thing is <laughs> yeah. massive. Like, I can't it's, get over how big it is. It's like a, literally a country. They've got it all divvied up. Now, we only got to play one small section of the map, but what we could do in it was create a character, which we'll have up over on our YouTube channel. You can go check that out. We can go in and we can team up and we can do story missions, but I stopped doing story missions because I didn't want to spoil anything else. Yeah. There's so much other things to do within the world that I just went off and did side quests. Yeah, that's what we did for a good two, three hours. It was awesome. So you jumped into the party. You and I hooked up. We played. And then I just buggered off and did my own thing too when you bailed. I think that was the next day actually I got up. And you were probably sleeping. Because <laughs> <laughs> so, I ended up saying I'm playing Ark. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the next day I was able to go in, take my team of four, and we were able to go off and just do our own thing and continue on with all the progression. So I didn't lose anything. It's not like it splits when we do co-op versus single player. Very cool customization. They got the gunsmith back so you can blow your gun apart. Oh, completely that's cool, man. trick it out to whatever you want. It was... I, I really like it. And the story, again, I didn't get too far into it because I didn't want to spoil it, but at the same time, I don't know how solid and concrete that story is going to be. Yeah, it might just be kind of a cliche whatever kind of story nothing too spectacular but i think the gameplay will totally yeah it had me hooked yeah like me too it was freaking great man you, you hook up with two to three guys you're freaking set man or yeah. one to three guys rather yep you're set oh it's so good so good so what are you been playing though well Talk besides the ghost recon i was playing i jumped into paragon they had the update oh new of character got dropped so i jumped in what i automatically do is i go in and you can play all ai so i got a whole group of my team is AI against another group of the AI. That way I get a feel for the character. Yeah. And the minute I finish that, I jumped in and completely customized my own deck. Oh, like, okay, now I get what I want, what I do. And Aurora is freaking awesome. She is so cool. So Kamara is my go-to character. Uh, he's got he's, he's moving over because Aurora is coming. <laughs> the problem is when you jump in because it's, it's a new character, everybody tags that new character. Yeah. They want to try out the new character. They want to be the new character, right? So that's why I jumped in and did all the AI stuff on my own first. And then now when I jump back in, I'll be going in with, uh, well, with players and then going against the AI. You can go PvP or you can go PvE. And I typically go PvE. Yeah. So I'll be choosing her and if someone picks her before me, then I'll be going back and playing Chimera. Chimera. But yeah, she's got some frost abilities that are freaking awesome. Oh, the, the trailer made it look spectacular, man. She oh, yeah. looks really cool. Oh, yeah. It was so good. So besides that, I played Ghost Recon with you. And thanks to Sony, once again, they sent me a copy of Neo. Oh, so cool. I won't spoil that now, but I'll talk about that later on in the All video. Right. All right. Yeah. Should we get started with the news? All right, let's do it. All right. Crytek. Scaling down. Crytek's more... Man, they've been having some problems. Yeah. Crytek announced that they will be letting go of 15 Frankfurt-based employees to focus on business strategy changes announced back in December. Co-founder and managing director Ivani Yurley had this to say, quote, Crytek has always sought to push the boundaries of gaming, and that remains our primary goal as we scale down the business to refocus on game and technology development first and foremost. 
Avani also went on to say that they are grateful for the hard work and dedication of everyone at Crytek and that everyone has received compensation support. So hopefully they've helped out. Our thoughts go out to all those affected by this. Yeah. But yeah, this is this is, comes as no surprise. Crytek, they have great tech, but they're having a struggle as a company trying what's, to develop. What's their most recent game? Uh, they're man. To be honest, I I don't really know. I just it's like been a while, I think of Crytek. I think of Crisis, which was a really great yeah, franchise. Yeah, that's their standout, right? Yeah, for sure, for sure. We also get word of from Ubisoft that. For Honor is getting another beta? <laughs> uh, I'm a little puzzled, right? Yeah, me too. Ubisoft uh, reported that For Honor is getting a beta once again from February 9th to February 12th. It was the number one game on Twitch when it first launched its initial beta. Thought that was pretty cool. We uh, both checked that out. Thought it was very good. My only question is why two days before the launch? Between February 9th and February 12th, and then it launches on February 14th. My thought is, is because this is going to be an open beta, they're hoping to get people drawn in to the beta and then purchase the game. Yeah, because especially a couple of days before, you know, if you're on the fence of kind of like, should I get it or should I wait? Yeah. Kind of thing, you know, if you play the beta and it really gets you, boom, you're going to get it. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty cool. So I enjoyed it. You enjoyed it. Oh, I loved it. I'm pre ordering it, I think, after yeah. this weekend. Yeah, we're going to get it, eh? Yeah. Right. <laughs> we're getting it. Right. I, can't, I can't help myself. Yeah, nice. <laughs> You want to take the next one? Yeah, sure. All right. So the next biggest update in the Elder Scrolls Online is going to be Morrowind, which is pretty cool, man. I I played the original, or I guess Elder Scrolls Three Morrowind. Yeah. Which was, you know, at that time was fantastic, mm -hmm. and was actually a really beautiful Xbox original game. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe not so beautiful, but at that point, or my point is, is that. Morrowind, the world, is friggin' fantastic, and I think that they're going to really hit this bang on. Yeah, they stated that it's coming with another 30 hours of main story content. That's pretty cool. They got a new trail, uh, a new trial, and they're adding a new three-team, four versus four versus four PvP. That's pretty cool. So, I'm curious to see how that goes. Yeah, me too. Sniper Ghost Warrior 3. Just around the corner, released on April 4th, and CI Games are looking to entice PlayStation 4 and PC players with pre-ordering the game. How are they doing this? Well, so <laughs> the pre-order will land PS4 and PC player players the season pass for free. I don't know why they just didn't go all the way around and gave it to Xbox 2. Obviously, Sony signed them for some kind of deal. There has to be some sort of deal there. It's pretty surprising because PC and PlayStation. It's not just PlayStation. It's PC. Who's Microsoft? Yeah. Normally <laughs> you hear Xbox and PC. Not PC and PlayStation, right? They're typically pretty separate, but this time, yeah, Xbox got left out. So the season pass will contain two single-player expansions, the Escape of Lydia and the Sabotage, two multiplayer maps, an exclusive vehicle and two exclusive weapons, the Macmillan TAC-338, a sniper rifle, and a compound bow. For everybody else, it's 30 bucks. Which isn't, I mean, it's not as bad as some of the season passes out there, but man, 30 bucks is 30 bucks. Like, yeah. That's kind of, that's a big gouge on us Xbox users. It is, right? So if you're a Sony fan and looking to get the sniper game. I suggest pre-ordering it. Yeah, I <laughs> Sniper Ghost Warrior 3, I think it definitely looks cool. 
Oh man, it looks fantastic. Yeah, so we'll be getting our hands on that. I'm hoping and we'll yes. be reviewing that as well. Definitely. Want to take Titanfall? All right. So Titanfall two, not a failure. Absolutely not a failure. Yeah, I don't think so either. So according to EA CEO Andrew Wilson during an investors call said EA is dedicated to Titanfall two. So I'm going to quote Andrew Wilson: "We're not seeing it as an underperformance at this juncture. This came via VG twenty four seven." What we have demonstrated as an organization is that with great games, we can sell them for many months and often years. So that basically sounds like they've been selling copies pretty much fairly regularly since launch. Yeah, yeah, it sounds pretty cool. Andrew also went on to say that they have one of the best games of the year and certainly one of the best games in the generation of consoles. Which, honestly, man, I could say I could agree with him, like, really. There's not a lot of games that ha are that smooth, man. You play that game, if you suck at being uh, at first-person shooters and you hop in Titanfall, you feel like a god. Yeah, I suck. I suck at first-person shooters. So to go in and play Titanfall and Titanfall 2, I feel like I am getting progression because I'm not only killing pilots, but I'm killing everybody else that's in the world too. Yeah. So I feel like I am getting some kills. And you actually are because all it those counts. points... Man, like, I've seen players. They have, like, 30, 40 minion kills. Yeah. And with the, just a few pilot kills, they're at the top of the leaderboard sometimes. It's just, it's it's really cool. I, I really do like what Titanfall's done. I, I enjoy Titanfall. The story was so good. I, I really yeah. wanted to, man, I was, that was the biggest problem with the first one, is that the first one never came with a <laughs> campaign, right? Well, it did. It was just, uh... It was very <laughs> multiplayer. It didn't work. Yeah, you no. couldn't... <laughs> I mean, they'd be chatting to you, and I'm like, I'm too, shut up, I'm getting shot. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to figure out what's going on. <laughs> exactly. So to come with the campaign this time was great. Do you think we're going to get Titanfall 3? Oh, absolutely. If if the sales are going as well as I believe they are, then yeah, they're definitely going to make a Titanfall 3. Yeah, you think so? Yeah. Especially now that it's on all platforms and not just exclusive to Xbox mm. and PC. It's, yeah, I think without a doubt. Yeah, cool. Finally, Sony's announced PlayStation Plus <laughs> games for the month of February. The day of. Oh, man, <laughs> February 1st. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so for PS4 owners, you'll have Little Big Planet 3, also Not a Hero, PS4 and PS3 through Cross Buy. You get Star Whale and Anna, whatever Anna is. <laughs> you get Ninja Zenki DX for the Vita with Cross Buy on the PS4. And Torquel, which is also on the PS Vita, and I gotta be honest, I'm not loving this month's PlayStation Plus. No, nothing really too spectacular. Nothing here. stands out for me this month. No. I mean, Little Big Planet Three has a great fan base and a big fan base, so I'm sure the people that don't own it that have been kind of wanting, yeah, sure. Yeah, I, I'll, be I'll pick it up. And I'll play it with my kids probably. My youngest, yeah. Right. But yeah, for everything else, I'm just kind of. <laughs> yeah. But you know what I've noticed? So Sony will put out a press release. And they'll ship a video on YouTube, but it'll only have the PS4 games in it. You won't see the PS3 games in it, and you won't see the PS Vita games in it. Hmm. it makes me a little concerned, because they're just shoving it aside. There goes my Vita. Yeah, really. What are you doing with my Vita? I love my Vita, but you're not promoting. I, I know it's not selling, obviously. It's a dead end, right? Yeah. The Vita's dead. Which is sad, sort of. because I, I do actually love my Vita, too. Uh, yeah, to me it's not dead, but it, it just it comes across that way from Sony, because they're not not supporting it. Yeah. So, The Last Guardian, we reviewed that last week, and I <laughs> yeah. said in my review, I wouldn't pay full pop, 
Well, here's the rumor going around that <laughs> The Last Guardian is getting a price cut. Yeah. Sounds like they're going to drop off $20. Now, I've, asked, I've reached out to Sony. I haven't heard an official statement, so I'm waiting to hear on that. But uh, rumor has it that Sony is about to drop The Last Guardian by $20. Wow. And <clears throat> so when was The Last Guardian released? December. Holy cow, a price drop within two months. Yeah, December, late February, or late November, sorry. So, yeah, it hasn't been like, out long enough to justify, but obviously the sales are It's been a quarter there. of a year, third of a year. What yeah, it? that's ridiculous. That's well, that's kind of too bad. But on good news. Yeah, oh, this is pretty exciting. I'm so excited. Sony's announced with the new update coming to PS4, we're getting external hard drive support. Finally. Unbelievable. <laughs> it's taken so long for this to come around. Four it's years? Been, it's been ridiculous. It's like four years. Microsoft man. had it right out the hop. So I've got my three terabyte hard drive hooked up to that. Man, I got all kinds of space. My PS4, 500 gigs gets you nothing. Dude, it's like, it's nothing. You get five games. If you're the grade A games, if you're lucky. Yeah, with and, every game now being anywhere between 30 to 50 gigs, it just eats up your hard drive in no time. So, you know, that's great. It'll support up to an 8 terabyte hard drive. Which is awesome. Is Xbox the same? I actually don't know what their limitations are. I don't know what their limit is. <coughs> I imagine it's about the same. Yeah. So I'm excited to see that. They haven't announced a date, unfortunately, but they are working on this, and it's update 4.5. Oh, that's that's pretty exciting. Yeah, very cool. Oh, yeah. You want to do that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. right. Sony ships nine point seven million PlayStation Four consoles from October first to December thirty first. That was probably as much as Xbox One sold in their first freaking year, man. <laughs> that's a, that's incredible. So Sony's nailing that. They, 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 they really got this are. year, man. Or this this generation of consoles, they they own it. Yeah, yeah. So Undoubtedly. They, they've shipped 9.7 in that time frame. So that's, it's not sold, sold through. Sold, right. Right? So it's not actually sold to consumers, but it's shipped to reta- retailers, which is, is pretty staggering just in that, right? Yeah, man. Yeah, this all comes in the way of Sony's fiscal or financial report. Sony said that they're expecting to ship 20 million PS4s in the current fiscal year. This would bring Sony to a staggering 60 million units shipped. That is, that is massive. So just to put this in kind of perspective, the PlayStation 3 sold 80 million units worldwide over its seven-year life cycle. Seven years it took them to get to 80 million. They're already at 60 million with the PS4 in four years. Absolutely incredible. Analysts wow. predict that the PlayStation 4 will sell more than 100 million units during its life cycle. I believe it. Totally, yeah. man. They're on fire. Oh, fuck. I, I'm probably gonna buy one soon. <laughs> Could I have to? <laughs> you need to. You gotta go. I, I want one. It's, it's a great console. Oh, I know. Yeah. I, and I gotta figure out though how to hook up my controller though, because I I can't. Yeah. I, I can't use their controllers. You can do it. I can do it. I have. <laughs> you want to take Nintendo? Oh yeah. Oh, you can. Yeah, you do your Xbox. Thing. So a little bit of Xbox news. <clears throat> Major Nelson has come out and talked a little bit about the Scorpio, and he was saying that there might be backwards compatibility with it. Or not there might be, they're sounding like there should be. Like there's a higher chance of it being there. Yeah? Yeah. That's good. <clears throat> Which is really good, really cool. Because for me, not that I'm always going back to old games, but definitely like Dead Space, I beat the shit out of that game when it came backwards compatible. It's something I'd always wanted to play. I got it free with my EA Access. It was like, okay, yeah. this is my time. And my goodness, I want to hop 
back out on it again. Friggin' 10 year old game almost. And I'm still like, you know, anyways, that to say, it's pretty exciting that they're having backwards compatibility with that. It is. They've stated that with the, the leap coming forward, that you can still, your library is still valid, which is something that Sony hasn't done. Sony's, Sony went out and bought Gaikai years ago, and this is where their PlayStation Now comes in, their mm -hmm. service that they want like $20 a freaking month a for. A month, man. To play old games. I don't typically go back in my old library. There is the odd game, but I still have my console if I wanted to do that. I'm not going to pay $20 a month. Yeah, for to have it for a month? Heck no. Yeah. Honestly, like, <clears throat> with EA Access, you get, now there's probably, what, 40 games on there now? Easily 40 games? And they just keep adding to the library. You have them forever at your access. They even give you DLC occasionally on for free. Which and is, that's five bucks a month. Yeah, it's that's if you pay for the monthly subscription. If you get it for a year, it's $30, dude. It's like 250 or something it equates to. Yeah, that's crazy compared to the 20 that Sony wants. Yeah, and to it's so worth now. it. And with EA Access, you get a 10% discount on anything EA. That's cool. So, I, I mean, I don't know what that PlayStation $20 <laughs> a month thing is. but I mean, it's cool. It's, obviously, people use it if they're still providing the service, which is great, but, you know. Yeah, no, I hear you. Let's talk about well, Nintendo. Wait. Oh. <clears throat> with the backwards compatibility, what they said on the Scorpio is they're going to be looking into having... Xbox original games now backwards compatible on your Scorpio. Is there something you want from the original library? I, I could think of a few, like Star Wars Battlefront 2. Yeah. Oh man, that game was fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I, I had to look in my library, but oh, Star Wars Republic Commando. Easily one of the best shooters ever made. And they never made a sequel, which destroyed me as a kid, but they never made a sequel. And if I could actually play that again, I totally would. Because yeah. it was fantastic, man. What a great, great game. Well, we'll keep an eye on Xbox to see what they have yeah. to ask more. And we'll talk more, I'm sure, on the Scorpio in the next coming months. Yeah, for sure. As we lead up to E3, you can only imagine what they're going to come up with. Oh, yeah. So, Nintendo Switch. Nintendo Switch. I want to talk about the Nintendo Switch. There's been a lot of news, and we just recently, not too long ago, saw their press release that kind of left my feelings a little hurt. I'm a little disappointed. But let's get into some of the Nintendo news that popped out lately. All right, so it looks like Nintendo's president, Tatsumi, has announced in a Japanese publication that the Nintendo Switch Online service could cost between 2,000 to 3,000 yen annually, which would be around 25 to 30 bucks, $35 North American. However, this is now, that was stated to a Japanese company, so the service could be different here in North America. Yeah, that's for sure. But when you look at, Microsoft and what Sony charges at seventy dollars for their service, thirty-five, forty bucks, even isn't a bad service. No, really, it's not. But I'd like to see what we actually get with that service because as of right now, it's been stated that you need a phone app in order to talk to your friends online. So I'm a little, <laughs> a little hesitant. I'm a little hesitant, right? <laughs> Nintendo president Tatsumi responded to a fan outcry over the Nintendo Switch's weak lineup. Quote, some of those who have seen this launch lineup have expressed the opinions that the launch lineup is weak. Our thinking in arranging the 2017 software lineup is that it's important to continue to provide new titles regularly without long gaps. This encourages consumers to continue actively playing the system, maintain busy, and continue sales momentum for the Nintendo Switch. 
This is also something that they announced for the Wii U, and let's look where that is right now. <laughs> <laughs> they sold a million units in how many years? Uh, I think? It's not. It's what a disaster the Wii U was. And, and honestly, I, like that's such a bogus statement. Look at PlayStation's lineup. They got games, grade A games, coming out every month for the next twelve. Yeah. You know, pr- pretty much. There might be one month in there where they only have one game. Yeah. Oh, it's, <laughs> like, it's ridiculous, right? Like, I don't know. I feel like if you're going to launch your system, you want to have some pretty sweet games to come out with it. I have here a list of the launch titles that are coming to the Nintendo Switch. All right. The Legend of Zelda, Breath oh. of the Wild. We don't even need to say anything. That looks fantastic. This is this is the only reason why you're getting a Nintendo Switch. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Otherwise, you get the 1-2 Switch. <laughs> what the hell is that shit? Bullshit. Just Dance 2017. Ian Setsuna, which is already out everywhere else, World of Goo, Super Bomberman R, The Binding of Isaac, Afterbirth Plus, Skylanders, Imaginators, Human Resource Machine, I have no idea what that is, and Little Inferno. That is the launch lineup for the Nintendo Switch as of right now. Not looking so pretty. Nope. Definitely, definitely worried, right? Yeah. It's, it's just, when you look of where the system is compared to the Xbox One, which is already in development for the Scorpio. So you're going to be competing with a new console, which we probably announced for 2018. Then you're looking at Sony, which is, I'm sure they're already doing R&D on the PlayStation 5. But when you have the PS4 and the PS4 Pro, which is already pushing 4K, and you sit back and you look at the specs on what they've announced for the Nintendo Switch... Now, Nintendo has never been a graphics company. They never really cared. They've gone for more of a style and a gameplay aspect. But it's still hard to compete when everything else is already looking towards 4K and you're still stuck in 720 and 1080. Yeah. It's disappointing. Yeah, man. And like, and, and honestly, 4K TVs, I was looking at them. They're like, you can get a friggin' 40-inch TV for like three or 400 bucks, man. 4K. Yeah. So, like, the technology is, like, you know, it, most people are going to be, within the next year or so, definitely moving to, or looking towards getting a 4K, because it's affordable. It is affordable. And to be in R&D for the Switch for this long, and not understand to look forward enough that, hey, they're already going to be looking towards 4K, maybe we should kind of consider it being at least guaranteed for 1080, because half the games aren't, right? Yeah. Like, half these games aren't, and then you look at games like the 1-2 Switch... Are you serious? I thought all the Nintendo shovelware was on the Wii U and the Wii. The Wii had so much crap on there, it was ridiculous. And this is what you're launching with? Yeah, I just, I mean, I can understand why they wouldn't want to have a 4K handheld device, because that could actually get pretty pricey, I imagine. Oh, I can but, imagine, sure. But it, you should be able to have 4K capabilities, like this, the, the Xbox One S and the PS4 Pro, which are already out and have been for a bit now, both have 4K capabilities, so like... You're jumping New into console, a, and you don't even have 4K. Come well, on, man. But you're jumping into a console generation, and this is how this is where it looks weird, too, is that now they're about to launch in March, which is only a couple weeks away. Yeah. Right? Great, they're about man. to launch a new console. When's Microsoft launch theirs? 2018, fall. And then when Sony, Sony launched theirs? Before, it was Sony, Microsoft would launch at the same time, and then Nintendo would take it up. They would, they would release after, but still be downgraded. It's a downgraded console, and that, it sucks. It sucks. When I saw previews for the Nintendo Switch, 
before the conference, I was so excited. I'm like, I am sold. Okay, the handheld is 720. That is, I'm fine. Yeah, that's I'm absolutely exactly. fine with that. And then it'd be 1080 on at least my TV. But when they did the conference, man, that conference was freaking painful. Fuck, that thing sucked. I didn't watch it. I should have. It, it was I so... Know. Maybe I shouldn't have. <laughs> no, you didn't. It shouldn't have. It was, <laughs> it was just so disappointing. It was heart... It was so heartless. It was, it was so static. And then they show you the game. And then it was just, all right, let's switch. I'm like, are you kidding me? Everything was switch. And then they bring out the next. <laughs> Holy crap. This is, it was so Nintendo. Nintendo was stuck in their own world. And they're not looking outside the box to see what everybody else is doing. And they're going to be left behind once again. Brand new console. Going to sell like hotcakes right off the hop. And then it's just going to fall right off, I think, like the Wii U. It's yeah, unbelievable. I, I agree. The Nintendo Wii sold 101 million units. The Wii U sold 14. 14 million units. That's crap. So you better get <laughs> your awful. shit together if you're going to sell the Nintendo Switch. They're just, they're not going to. The Xbox 360, 84 million units. Sony, as far as numbers I could see, they surpassed the 360 in the end. So they're over 100 million units. Like you guys have numbers to compete with, man. You better pick it up, and they're just not going to. It is like well, that's what we were talking about earlier. PlayStation Four in four years is already looking at sixty million units. Yeah, man. Four years. That's incredible. Four it's years. Incredible. Microsoft has not stated what their sales are because they're losing to Sony, but they're still somewhere in there, around the thirty to thirty-five, maybe even I doubt forty, but maybe forty million units. So. To see the success of the Switch, they better figure out some stuff soon because their launch lineup that I'm looking at gives me no reason to buy it unless I want The Legend of Zelda, The Breath of the Wild. But who wants to spend $400? I mean, there are definitely people, but I don't want to spend $400 just to play one game. No. No. Absolutely not. <laughs> I'm going to sit back and I'm going to wait. Super Mario, Mario Odyssey is coming out in the fall. Why wouldn't you launch with a Mario game? Because you don't want to compete with Legend of Zelda? I get it. People will buy both. I'm sorry. <laughs> you would buy both. <laughs> yeah. You, reason to have, you want to feel justified when you buy a new console. Yeah. So to me, there's no justification here. I'm not getting a Nintendo Switch. I'm disappointed because before the conference and the launch lineup was discussed, I was sold. I was in. I was getting this console. And I'm not anymore. Yeah. I'm just not. It's ridiculous. It's so disappointing to see Nintendo. I, I'm i a long-time Nintendo fan. Then I fell off, and I thought they had me back. And I'm just, I'm not back at all. I'm gone. I'm, I'm so far fucking gone, I could care less, unfortunately, that this is how it's going. I, I want to see Nintendo thrive. I want to see them succeed, because competition is fantastic in this industry. It gives us a reason to discuss what they're doing. And just to ooh and all over their games. Because what they do build in the first party is fantastic. They have some of the greatest games in history. Oh, absolutely, man. Absolutely. So to see this come out and one of your leading titles is 1-2 Switch. It's just uh, man, it's like a punch in the gut. Yeah, man. So disappointed. That, I think, will wrap this up. Why don't we headed over into our review of Neil? We'll be right back.
right, we are here today to talk about the exclusive for the PlayStation 4 Neo, developed by Team Ninja. These guys, I think, absolutely have a gold mine on their hands. Oh, yeah? Yeah, this game is very cool. It is a samurai version of a Dark Souls game. Oh, that's pretty sweet. It's very cool. It's very intense. It's very heavy on the side of you dying a lot. <laughs> like, I, I mean, an absolute lot. When the game starts, you are William Adams. You're a, a white dude in Japan trying to make it through the world. <laughs> you're, you're in pursuit of a protagonist, Edward, and you're both hunting down this special magical stone that will kind of take the turn and tides of the world so it'll kind of give you all that magical power right oh, okay it's one of those events very cool man i just i get my ass kicked so many times with this game <laughs> so many times i'm just dying and i'm dying so before i harp too much on how often i die because really it's just the game it's is, designed that way <laughs> it is built for you to suffer I don't have time to constantly suffer like this all the time. <laughs> but the game at its heart is, it is so good. It is such a great game. The mechanics feel incredible. I felt like I was in total control of my character. The Samurai Warrior has a bunch of stances. You can go high, middle, and low if you want and change it up. The weapon selection is cool. You gain more weapons by the enemies with their loot drops. Okay. So you're loot constantly drops. taking out enemies. They're dropping stuff, which allows you to then upgrade all your stuff, right? Okay. So I start off in this prison cell almost naked, just some trousers on. It was, <laughs> And this mystical creature comes up and whispers in your head that you're about to die. Then all of a sudden I wake up. I decide to get up, punch myself through a wall <laughs> to escape the prison. And then from there... You're able to take down enemies and gain all of their samurai gear. So my guy started off with nothing, but now I got like a full samurai outfit on. I oh, got this big sweet. hat. He's got these huge horns and stuff. <laughs> it, it's very cool. Oh, that's awesome. All the gear has an upgrade system to it. So it, it's, there's a purpose to all this stuff that I'm gaining. Okay. It is, it's so well done. That's awesome. Yeah, the story I'm enjoying... I've only got about probably five or six hours in to realize that this game is not designed for me. <laughs> I don't want to sit down for hours and just drill myself into the same level, into the same enemies over and over and over again. But having said that, you get past that group of enemies and into a boss fight and to finish the boss off, such a reward. Oh, I bet. Such a reward. You know when you fight enemies... And you get to the boss, and the boss kicks your ass the first time. Then you come back. He kicks your ass the second time, but you're able to dwindle down his life. And then you come back the third time, and you kick his ass. And don't even make it to the boss. I'm getting my ass <laughs> It is just one of those scenarios, right? This is the heart of Dark Souls. People who played Bloodborne and Dark Souls will absolutely thrive in this game. Okay. You got any questions? So tell me about the uh, upgrading system a bit. Well, so you said you can upgrade the armors and the weapon, right? Yeah, everything's upgradable. You, depending on the enemy that you're battling, they'll drop certain loot and stuff. Sometimes it's not worth anything, or it's worth less than what you already have. But if you keep an eye on the meter, the more you fight with one type of weapon, the more it's able to upgrade it. Okay. And there's certain points where it'll allow you to save. So you can go to the save points, and in there, you can sell off the old stuff. Like the stuff that doesn't really matter to you anymore because you're past that level. 
So you can go in, you can sell it, which then helps upgrade your character. You can upgrade, because they had a whole skill tree just for the character, a whole leveling system for the armor, the weapons. There is, it's a deep game. Wow. It's incredibly deep. But like, that's what I keep saying though. I keep fighting with the enemies so much that I keep harping back on it. But that's what this game is designed to do. It's not the fault of the developer. It's not the fault of myself. It's just, I suck at this game. <laughs> that's what it is. I just suck. <laughs> so I can't, I just, I can't justify spending all this time fighting off all the same enemies. Again, I'm going back to that because this is where I get stuck because I want to play the game. I want to play more of it. The story's cool. The characters are cool. The enemies you fight are different every time. Right now, I'm fighting off a bunch of samurai warriors and a couple demons, but then as you progress, hmm. it's never the same scenario over and over and over again. Okay, that's great. Every time I die, I still take all that loot that I gained getting to that point. Okay, so really, you don't... If you die, you don't really lose all your progress. You're kind of still progressing. Yeah, so I come back and I'm stronger than the last battle I had, right? Wow. So I'm able to eliminate the enemies a little bit easier. I went with the dual-handed swords. They're not as strong as, say, something like the axe. Because I'll take an axe. So you have a, an option on the corner on the right-hand side. You could either go with a heavy weapon or a light weapon. So I upgraded to a heavy weapon because I found it was easier to take out the enemies. Okay. And a, a tip, if you can, isolate the enemies. Don't try to take on a whole group because one swat from one of them sometimes is enough to eliminate you completely. Wow. Oh, it's incredible. That's what I mean. You've got to be able to dodge and roll. And if you can come up behind somebody and take them out, there is this part I came up through this path, and there's a fence there just with an opening, and there was one guard there. I'm like, okay, I don't see anybody else. I'm cool. I took him out to get, get I just got to get this, oh, and then all of a sudden I'm surrounded by, I'm like, oh my God, what do I do? I start running and all they did was chase me until the point where they just killed me. Like, it's, it's so disheartening to lose, but it was fun. It's a great game. I think people are absolutely going to enjoy this if you're that Dark Souls between the upgrade system of everything from the gear to your character to the skills themselves. That's pretty cool. There's so much to do. The worlds themselves, it's on like a chapter basis, so level by level, but it's open enough to feel like you're not going just from straight point A to point B. Okay. Yeah, so you're able to meander off here or there and gain. The other cool thing is when other people die within the world, their bodies are left like a little summon, kind of a red sword more or less, and you can, you can go in and you can fight off these guys. So you can bring them back to life. And at that level, because they show how high in level they were, you can fight them. So I saw one guy, he was level 35. I'm like, I'm not even going <laughs> to attempt that one, right? Yeah. But uh, I've had an absolute blast playing this game. But again, it's just not for me because I can't grind my way through it. I wish, I know they won't do it, but I wish there was an easier setting. Just because I want to advance through the world, I just can't. Yeah, that's... Uh, that's why I'm kind of on the fence. I, I like games that don't have a difficulty setting because then, you know, you beat it once, you feel the satisfaction of I beat this game, not I have to beat it on yeah, the hardest difficulty sure. now to get this achievement or whatever, you know. Yeah, absolutely. So that, yeah, that's a, that's kind of a tough one. <laughs> well, it's, it's the game design, right? So this is what you're going to face and either you're going to suck it up and learn how to do it properly or you're just going to bounce like me. <laughs> so... <laughs> At the end of it, I'm going to rate this an 8.5. It is that good. 
to Dark Souls wow. fans, the Bloodborne fans, this game is absolutely for those players that are willing to spend the time to grind and just get beaten down to get back up again to fight <laughs> off more enemies. It was so good. Anyways, everybody, thank you so much. I'd like to also thank Sony for sending it. Is this? Oh, man. Well, at least I can... Yeah, I'll cut that part out. I wanted to check on my audio here. Man, it is working. Okay. I'm trying. I don't think I'm as high this time. I love some of it anyway. But we'll close it out. No, it is lower, so it's probably yeah, good. Probably. All right, everybody. I want to thank you all for watching this review. i also like to thank Sony for sending us a copy of Neo 2 review. You can always catch us over on our Facebook page at Ironsight Gaming. You can follow us over on YouTube. And you can follow me on Twitter at 4 Next Level Gamers. Nate. Or me at DoomGuyParker50. Until next week. See Thanks. ya.